to this episode of The Adrian Ross Show. If this is your first time tuning in, a special welcome to you. I'm glad that you've joined in. All right, before we jump in to what we're talking about today, I want to pause and tell you about an organization you're going to hear me talking to you about a lot. And I'm excited to be able to share this with you. This organization is called We the People. In particular, We the People of Cape Girardeau County. Now, many of my listeners, actually most of my listeners are from the state of Missouri, which um, I'm glad about because I live here. And, uh, And so you may be familiar with We the People, but I want to tell you a little bit more about this organization. We the People uh, has a mission statement. I'm just going to share it in their own words. It says, our mission is to have a local presence in each of Missouri's counties in order to preserve the liberties that America's founders fought for and won at such a high price, as well as to regain those liberties already forfeited. We will work to protect and defend state and national sovereignty, the unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as pronounced in the Declaration of Independence and protected under the Bill of Rights and the Missouri and United States constitutions for the welfare of our state and nation. That is the mission statement of we the people. So what do we do? They'll tell you what we do. In their words, what we do is we believe knowledge is power and will provide opportunities for the people of Missouri to grow an understanding of the role of government through training and leadership, the Missouri State Constitution and the principles of liberty provided by our founders in our United States Constitution. Through coordinating our efforts with other liberty-minded groups, we believe we will have a greater impact on freedom throughout Missouri by being engaged in changing legislation and electing candidates who stand firm in supporting individual independence on every level of government. Okay, so I'm excited to share that with you because I know that people who listen to this show are liberty-minded people who have a great respect for our constitution. And if you're in Missouri, you especially should be interested in We the People of Cape Girardeau County. It is a nonpartisan, community-based, grassroots organization that functions as a liberty watchdog group at the local level. They firmly believe that it is within our own municipalities, precincts, counties, and districts that we can make the most impact on public, most impact on public policy. They firmly believe that there is strength in numbers and that as we stand together, united for liberty, we will be a powerful force within these communities. And so again, we the people of Cape Girardeau County. Now, generally, they meet every week, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. at Delmonico's in Jackson. And if you're from this county, you know where that is. Every Tuesday. Now, there's a, a little break during the, the summer in terms of the amount of times that uh, that they meet, but they will be meeting at, at the last Tuesday in August, you can contact We the People of Cape Girardeau County at WTPCapeCountyMO at gmail.com. All right. Also, follow them at www.wethepeopleofmissouri.org. They're on YouTube, We the People of Cape Girardeau County. 
and on Facebook, We the People of Cape Girardeau County. Okay, I'll tell you a little bit more about them later in terms of what's coming up on their uh, at their meeting in August. August, we the people of Cape Girardeau County, go check it out, you constitution loving folks. I'm going to start by saying that you probably have noticed that my episode last time was a couple days late. When I recorded that episode, I told you why. I told you that I had um, not been feeling well and that I felt like I had reached a turnaround. Well, the very evening that I uh, that I um, recorded that episode, which you need to see, by the way, it's, uh, it's about um, my takeaways from going to watch uh, um, Sound of Freedom so check that out. But um, that that after I recorded that, I began to feel worse to the point where I said I have to be smart and go to the emergency room, which I did. And I spent a couple nights last week in the hospital. They admitted me. I'm not going to get into all the, the details of, of all of that. I, I just want to let you know um, uh, that I appreciate you. Those of you who have, you know, checked on me and prayed for me and visited me at the hospital, or in the case of my my good friend Christy, who babysat my cat. See, I have to name her. Uh, I, I have to name her because my cats are my babies, and so that person that is babysitting your babies, you know, you just got to give them the extra shout out. But seriously, I'm so grateful. For my family, you know, um, who have, you know, calling and checking on me, even my sister who was like, do I need to come there? You know, and so I appreciate my family. I appreciate my church family, um, people who have who have said, what can I what can I do? How can I help? Um, and and I saw my neighbors. I mean, even even I mean, it's just been amazing. My pastors. I'm so, so thankful for that. And um I, I just, my friends, like I said, who, who visited me uh, in, in the hospital, I'm really, really grateful. People who really, really didn't just want to know, well, what was wrong, but they actually, um, they actually followed up and cared and just said, what can I do? People still checking on me. And I so appreciate that. And, uh, and so um, I have some follow-up appointments next week. I am, um, believing, believing God and, and, and trusting God for wholeness and all that. And like I said, I have some follow-ups next week. I would appreciate your prayers. They make a huge, huge difference. So, so, um, so thank you. Uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for that. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I shared it. Um, I shared that I was in the hospital. I think it was the, um, I spent a Wednesday night there and then Thursday evening, I shared on social media the situation that I was in the hospital. When I say the situation, I shared that I was there um, and I wasn't going to. But honestly, I was at the point where I was like kind of getting kind of getting bored. And so I was like I posted there that, um, you know, hey, I've, this is my second night in the hospital. You know, if you're bored, you want to, you know send me a text. And if it's a good time, I'll, you can come, you can come by. I was, I was getting bored there. And, um, you know, thank God. Um, 
I, you know, my makeup is, is not to need other people's constant attention. And I know that, you know, nobody wants to be in the hospital at all. And I don't want to go there again, but, um, some people just don't handle it well at all. They're, they're just don't do well by themselves in situations like that. And again, I don't want to be in that situation again, but I, I was able to, I'm able to handle those things, um, maybe better than most. Uh, but, um, I was starting to get bored. And so I, I put that out there. It's like, anybody would want to come by and see me. That'd be great. But also honestly, because I, um, I wanted the encouragement. I, I, I wanted the encouragement that people give people rally behind other people when, when they know that you're hurting and, and there's a need. And I appreciated that. And I appreciated the prayers. And so I went ahead and shared that. And so, so that's why there was the delay in that please, uh, your prayers continued would be, would be wonderful. Thank you. Every person who, um, who has just been there and, and prayed and reached out and offered to help and everything, like I said, from family to friends, the pastors and, and, uh, church family and neighbors. I mean, it's just, just thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Now let's jump into today's episode of the show. I want to talk about something that is really, really serious to me. I had been thinking about doing an article about, you know, when is it too old? When are you too old to be president of the United States? That's what I, I was thinking. And I was grappling with that because we look at President Joe Biden, we obviously, no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, we obviously see the frailty that's there. And, you know, many people feel that, you know, not only the physical frailty, uh, um, but the, the mental, you know, deterioration, people say the, the uh, thoughts, I mean, the, the words, I should say, of uh, dementia that you hear people saying and stuff. And it's obvious that something is, is up, you know, um, and whether dementia is there or whether it's just, you know, age and he's frail and he's falling and all that, I mean, I started, I mean, I've heard people have this conversation before, like what, what should there be an age that people say, you know, maybe we should have an age for when, you know, that's the cutoff, you know, no one should be president at, at that age. Um, I know that's controversial, but when I think about that, I think about former president Donald Trump, who's no spring chicken himself, but he's certainly no Joe Biden. I mean, he's, he's, they say you can't keep up with him. I mean, he's obviously clear-minded. He's obviously um, on the move. He's got a, a wild schedule and he's out there. It's not like he's half asleep at the podium. I mean, he's energized. And so when you think about, well, should there be an age? And if you've thought about that, then you got to look at something like someone like him and something like his situation. And you go, well, we certainly wouldn't want to keep people who are that spry and alert and lively and all that and vibrant. And then not give them an opportunity, but really, it makes you wonder when you see uh, President Biden. So, you know, originally my thought was about the presidency, but I imagine over the last few days you've seen uh, some video of not just not the president, but senators who clearly have some things going on and you have to say does age 
should age be a, a factor in time? Obviously, we know you have to be 35 to be to be president, but I mean, should there be a cutoff on the other end? You know, I mean, we don't have that. And um, probably because who, who could have foreseen in the beginning of all this that um, people would be trying to serve in, in public office like this um, forever? You know, I mean, it was, you know, you go, you serve, and then you go on back and do your thing. But um, people have made a career out of elected office and all this. And um, and so we have this conversation because we see what we see. So I, I just want to start uh, um, by talking about the president, and then I'm going to transition into, uh, into the other two, the senators, who obviously are displaying frailty as well. So let's take a look at just a compilation of, of President Biden's frailty on display, obviously for Americans, but, um, but also for the world, for the whole world to see. Okay, so there are the various falls the president has suffered. And, uh, you know, when you think about the Air Force graduation, you know, he turned, there was something on the stage, he tripped over it, that could happen to, to anyone. And if that were the only uh, reason to think that um, age plays a factor in things or the mental capacity as well as the physical capacity play a factor, then that would be, be one thing. But there are various things. And I know that there are people who would see that and they and they laugh about it. You, we've probably all have, we probably have all heard the jokes about dementia. And as I, I am on record more than once saying how despicable I find that. Um, and I also know that anyone who's ever seen a loved one go through uh, what people call, what people are calling dementia, Alzheimer's, um, it's, not, uh, it's not a laughing matter. Um, and I also feel very strongly that the Bible is true and we know that we reap what we sow. And I don't, if you're 25, understand you're not going to stay 25. Now I'm not saying you're going to be in that state. I'm not believing for that, but I am saying that, you know, uh, as, as Ma and Alma would say, God don't like ugly, you know, and he ain't too particular about pretty either. <laughs> That's a quote Ma and Alma from from one of my books where uh, a book of her, her quotes and illustrations, but um, God, God don't like ugly. And I'm not saying he's just trying to strike you down, but I'm saying that um, I just don't find it funny. And we might want to think about it, our loved ones, ourselves and, uh, and all that. So I, I don't, I'm certainly not a Joe uh, Biden, president Joe Biden fan, but I am a human being. And there are things bigger than politics. And so that that concerns me. But I, so again, I was thinking about the presidency, but I mean, we've got people in Congress, I guess, and people in, and certainly in the Senate who are, I mean, they're up there in age and it shows. 
And so let's take a look at some some a couple of those examples. Just this just a few days ago with Senator Dianne Feinstein. She's 90 years old. And we have already seen, you know, you know the deterioration. She was uh, away for a while. Um, she came back and people said, you know, that she was away and she denied it and she just not cleared. But you know what? It seems that, you know, it seems that people benefit from her vote, of course. And, um, and I guess, you know, it just seems that that is more important to some people than a, a person's well-being, you know, because politics, politics is something with people. It's like a God for people, power and all and all that. So let's look at uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, where she had to give her vote on something. I believe it was a Senate Appropriations Committee, and she was just completely she was completely lost. Sir, call the roll. Senator Feinstein. Um, I say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense, and it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Aye. Senator, Thank you. Senator Durbin. That hurts my heart. It, it really does. Again, she's 90 years old, um, and they're just telling her just to vote, which is um, not cool uh, either that um, she's being told uh, how, how to vote um, so that they can get the I vote. And um, she just looks so confused, so disoriented. And then she just, she looks so vulnerable. You know, she just looks so incredibly vulnerable. And she's just like, oh, just say I. And, and so she does, but she's 90. I mean, should senators be serving and voting or being told to vote and how to vote in this case at 90 years old. Unbelievable and extremely sad. And you may not like Diane Feinstein, but I hope you're human enough to see how sad that is. And, and it makes you wonder, are these people abusing people so that they can have the votes that they feel they need? So, that's on the Democrat side of the aisle. Now let's cross over to the Republican side of the aisle with Mitch McConnell, who is 81 years old, Senator Mitch McConnell. Now he has, uh, I guess we only knew about, or at least I had heard that there had been a fall and he had a concussion, but I heard something in the last day or two that he had actually fallen more than, he has fallen more than once. I. I, I heard somewhere. Either way, um, he's 81, and I'm not saying 81, you're ready to be put out to pasture. I'm just, I'm just wondering, I'm just asking, you know, because he absolutely froze at the podium. Does age play a factor? Should should we not have people in this in these positions at that age? 
Are we abusing them or are they so uh, thirsty for power that, that they need somebody to kind of help them exit, exit stage left, right, or whatever? Um, so let's take a look at what happened to, or listen, if you're not watching on YouTube, let's, um, let's tune in here to uh, Senator Mitch McConnell at the podium. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA. Uh, this week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of I'm sure let's go back to your office. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Go ahead, John. Let's go back to you. Go ahead, John. Well, um, you get, you know, you see it for yourself, or uh, if you're not watching, then you hear the silence uh, until you hear other people asking him, you know, um, do you want to say anything else or do you want to go back to your office? Obviously, everyone could tell uh, something was wrong. And um, and they just, you know, you could see it first. People didn't quite get it. There's just a, long, a pause, but then it got longer. And then you kind of see eyes darting a little bit. And they're like, well, what do we do? And obviously, um, you know, anyone uh, would be concerned about, about that. He just absolutely, everyone's calling it the freeze because he absolutely froze. So... He came back to, you know, the podium um, at some point and he, when asked about it, he said he was fine. Obviously he, he wasn't fine. So I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's a result of the concussion that he had or other falls that he had or what, but he obviously wasn't fine at, at that moment. So he's 81, Diane Feinstein is 90. Uh, I can't shoot off the president's age uh, off the top of my head. Uh, he's in his 80s. So um, age is, 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 a, is a factor. I, I want, I mean, it seems to me, but then again, like I said, you've got people like Donald Trump, but, um, you know, he's in his 70s at this point. You know, if he's reelected, then he's, you know, he goes, he'll be, uh, I don't remember his age exactly, but I believe he'll be in the crossover into uh, past 80. Uh, at that point, so I think he's in his late seventies, but um, you know, prayerfully he'll be fine and strong and whatever forever. But these are the kinds of things I, I think we have to we have to talk about. It seems to me, and I've said this before, when it comes to uh, to President Biden, there seems to be elder abuse. Like, why is he running again? You know, I mean, why is he running again when he is clearly limited? You know, he's clearly limited. In fact, I want to go back to him. He obviously recognizes that there's limitation in terms of his physical ability, at least, because I don't know if you know, but he has, he doesn't, he doesn't get off and on uh, Air Force One via the, the long, beautiful, carpet-clad um, stairway case anymore. He is now boarding and deboarding, deplaning 
via a shorter staircase that is that comes from the belly of Air Force One so that he doesn't have to, I, I, you know, risk the fall uh, again, I guess. So um, let me just show you the pictures of now what he's using to go up and down the stairs to uh, up and to get in and out of the plane, to get in and out of Air Force, Air Force One. So here is President Biden going up the stairs. You see him here. You see the shorter staircase. And here the story said Joe Biden using shorter steps to board Air Force One after a string of stumbles. So this is much shorter into the belly of Air Force One. So obviously uh, he knows that there's an issue and the possibility of a falling. And now we can see him coming down the, the, the stairs. And so you see how short uh, those stairs are. But, and I, I've also heard that he's now wearing loafers. I don't know what he was wearing before, but he's now wearing loafers um, also to minimize the possibility of falling. So there he is now coming down and that's the staircase he's using now. So the president isn't using the, you know, wonderful elaborate red carpet clad um, staircase. That's that long staircase where we saw him fall a couple of times. Um, but now this is what, uh, this is what he has to, to do. And, um, you know, I, I understand that anybody can fall at, at any time. You don't have to be 80 something years old to fall, you know, um, but there's a string of things that are showing up. And obviously, whether he was advised to do this, the shorter staircase, I mean, I imagine that's unprecedented. You know, that we're at the place where the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, has to have this kind of accommodation, but is intent on running uh, for office again. And obviously those around him are, you know, and when I say those around him, I really should say his family, because I mean, I know he can, he's a man, he can make his own decisions or whatever, but you know, when you hear from his wife, et cetera, you know, before he had announced that he was running again, it was, you know, we're all in his support and we're all, you know, I, I mean, at some point health is, a, is it got to be more important than politics and, and that's their family decision. But man, we all pay the price. I think as, as a, as a country, when the leader of the free world is falling all over everything, you know, and I don't say that to, um, you know, I'm not one, like I said, I'm not one of those people who are laughing and joking and, and all that. I, I find that despicable. And I, and that's a strong word, but I see that. Um, I, I see that from people who find it funny and they make jokes. It's not, it's not funny. And whether it's, uh, whether you, one might say, well, they're bad people. You know, you hear people say that about maybe Diane Feinstein, particularly, you know, you might hear somebody in the right who might, who might say, well, he's destroying the country and, and, and um, Diane Feinstein is helping, has helped destroy the country and all that. And, and I, and I get it. They're, they're not, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be casting votes for them. Okay. Didn't vote for, uh, for uh, Biden. And if I was, if I lived in California, I wouldn't be voting for, um, I certainly would not be voting uh, for Diane Feinstein, but I am a human being. And so as a human being, I, I look at that and I go, wow, that's really, really sad. But it, in addition to that, it makes me, it makes me wonder, you know, like, do, should we look at 
age should there be we, we always talk about term limits right should there be age limits because this is just off the hook we got folks freezing and folks having to be told how to vote and just and and and, and folks falling all over the place and needing shorter stairs and all this other stuff you've got to wonder you have to wonder all right well i want to pause here because i want to remind you about the new search engine you've been hearing about on the Adrian Ross show or uh, seeing an ad of uh, on my Substack, it's called Luxel. You know, there are other options out there for your search engine. It's time to make the switch to Luxel, a search engine without bias, one that improves your access to information and puts you in control. Check out Luxel, that's L-U-X-X-L-E today and see how much better your searches can be. Okay, well, welcome back. So um, I, I just want to leave you with those thoughts. I would love to hear your comments about the age issue and if you think there should be age issue uh, age limits. And if you do think so, what would that age be? Like, how do you know how to set that age? And then what do you do with people who are like, you know, who are like Trump? You know, like, how do you, like, do you just have to do it? And then certain people just can't run whether they're vibrant or not or what? So, so Adrian Ross at gmail.com is where you can email me. But if you're watching on YouTube, Hey, put a comment there. I want to hear, what do you think about this, this age thing? Um, what do you, what would that age be? Or, or maybe you're just like, no, we don't have um, you know, our founders didn't didn't decide to do that and we're not going to mess with it. But other people need to just know when their time is up and the people around them. You might feel that way, but I certainly, certainly want to hear what your thoughts are. So on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Why don't you leave a comment? OK, about anything that we're talking about. But I want to zero in on that that issue also. Uh, I also want to remind you that my Substack is adrianross.substack.com, and you may leave a um, a comment there as well. And please subscribe. Listen, the subscriptions are just dirt cheap, as they say, five dollars a month, or um, fifty dollars a year, or if you have the gold subscription, which comes with perks then you have, that's $100 a year. And then you're helping me do the work that, um, that I'm doing. I, um, I want to say this. I really encourage you to, to comment, to like, to share, to leave a rating interview. You know, there are people who are, are obviously uh, watching or listening to this podcast and you know, maybe they'll say, say something to me about it. So personally, so that I, you know, and I know that they're watching or listening, but they never leave a rating. They never leave a review. They never hit like, they never share, they never do those things. And I don't know a whole lot about how algorithms work or whatever, but I have heard that those things matter out there somehow. So if you really appreciate the work that I'm doing, could you, could you click like, could you could you um, leave a comment? Could you go to YouTube and subscribe to the Adrian Ross Show? Could you subscribe on say Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever? And also on Substack, there is also a free subscription on Substack. I'd appreciate the the um, the monetary subscription, but I I would love you to be a free subscriber and follow along. 
those things out there in the algorithm world or whatever, they, they matter. So don't just go tell me, wow, that's, you know, or, or just, I kind of find out that you're paying attention somehow, but why don't you show that as well as leaving a rating and a review. It's so easy to leave a rating on, on like Apple podcasts, you know, it's like a click, you know, but you could also write a review. All those things help. And I'm asking for your help and your support. Again, don't just tell me, show that and help me to, uh, to do the algorithm thing that helps us to, to be, to, you know, I guess helps to expand it and all that good stuff. And, and I, I would really, really appreciate that. All right. So before I let you go, I want to remind you of the organization that I was just telling you about at the beginning of the show. And that is We the People of Cape Girardeau County. We the People of Cape Girardeau County. Their next meeting is in August. Their next meeting is August 29th. It's Stacy Shore. She's the guest. They always have guests. August 29th, Stacy Shore programming American children one iPad at a time. That sounds absolutely fascinating. Programming American children one iPad at a time, August 29th at Delmonico's in Jackson at five o'clock p.m. Reminder that you can contact them at wtpcapecountymo at gmail.com. All right, so don't forget to check that out. We the people. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Adrian Ross show. I will catch you next time. God bless you abundantly.